So one of the big motivators in our lives, push is feeling, pleasure, pain, physical and um, mental, psychological. So these are this is the real thing that gets us going. Yeah, so that's the way it's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. So you get from the feeling, pleasure, pain, and um, <clears throat> what the mind makes of that, just because it feeling touches the chitta, the chitta. Mind, heart makes a you know total statement out of that. That is, it's not like suddenly it becomes that feeling, or it becomes very much affected by that feeling. It floods the whole area of the mind. It could be not very strong feeling, or mild feeling, or powerful feeling, but it doesn't stay in one place. It becomes the whole mental topic. So the mind creates a field out of that feeling pleasant field, unpleasant field, neutral so when something's bothering us disappointment you know, then you get them from the sense of the frustration, you get an unpleasant feeling and then that makes you feel down it could be one particular topic a thought a memory Anticipation, even a few words, like in, you know, which are very brief in duration, but then can trigger off a perception, impression, and then you get the whole flood of feeling comes out of that. Pleasant feeling lifts you up once more, excited, pleasant, pleasant feeling pushes down, life becomes hard. Is noticing, you know, what uh, how a day goes and how you get these positive moments of it. You know, quite bright, or birds singing, spring coming in, and you get some difficult news. And you go, Doom. Then you go up and down. <laughs> you know, like that, isn't it? So it colours the whole of our, our world is coloured by feeling. Around that, we get a sense of optimism, confidence, brightness, or frustration, depression, having to bear with it. These are sankharas, um, mental formations, determinations, programs that come out of triggered triggered by feeling. So then, you know, definitely affects what how one acts speaks, behaves, attitudes, how we see things, positive light, negative light. Yeah. And, uh, you know, by and large people, by and large will kind of experience that and it sort of saturates their environment with it. So, or go somewhere else, go on holiday, a different set of feelings, or go on a shopping spree, Go play, watch football or something. You know, have a rest, have something to eat to get change the nature of it. So we try to jig around.
So, you know, this keeps us going, moving around. But feeling has to be understood for what it is and not allowed to motivate us, keep pushing us. So the two strategies, one is the developing pleasant feeling on a internal, sustainable, more conscious way, so we're not just getting hit by stuff, stuff come dumping in, but you generally generate a pleasant feeling through absorption, through meditation. It can be also through just wise reflection, uplifting topics, inspiration, Mm. through things like metta, where you get a sense of a bright mind state, happy mind state, trouble-free, you know, out of the rancor, the bitterness, sadness, mm. and or through absorption. And really, this sense is just bring, getting the feeling pleasant feeling and a skillful mind state. So in some ways this gives a handle on feeling. So even though you're still motivated by it, it's much more conscious development, not just uh, grabbing, snatching, ducking, diving for feeling, running for feeling. You can actually sit down and develop some skill, tuning the mind in, refining the mind. So that, in a way, helps to um, just substitute or block the unpleasant feelings, bodily feeling, mental feeling, psychological feeling, and um, slows down you know, it's a steadying effect. So it might, you know, always this way, this way, that way, this way, this way, you know. Pick something up, read it, put something down, drink it, go to the next thing to get the boost. Mm-hmm. That means working on it, steadily working on it. Mm-hmm. Spending hours, days, weeks, learning how to distill and uh, this uh, skillful, pleasant feeling. Of all, steadiness is the is the approach. Steadiness and consistency. Mm-hmm. So we cultivate metta, kindness, well-being, goodwill towards ourselves, bringing up the, not just the ideal. But the feeling of uh, warmth, of relaxation, of being, receiving goodwill, what that's like, the generosity, kindness, careful thought, consideration of other people, mm-hmm. and then what it's like to bestow that on others. Often with something like kindness and compassion, then we can approach this from an idealistic place, you know, so it's something we should do, good thing to do. But of course, it's not, you can't really get idealistic about kindness towards yourself. It's always kindness towards birds, dogs, invalids, old people, young people, sick people, 
whatever, you know, some cause behind it. It's an idealistic thing, which is better than bad ones. But it's can, it doesn't necessarily, isn't quite the coming from the right place. Or a place that um, deals with the feeling quality. So idealistic. And sometimes you get people who you know, do a lot of good work, but are still quite irritable, grumpy and depressed. <laughs> and certainly in... Uh, you know, you certainly see in, in Sangha life how we're living a pretty, pretty harmless, high standard of of uh, life. You know, in terms of moral standards and carefulness and consideration, yet people still can feel kind of depressed and unhappy because the important thing is to get get the feeling, set the mind in the feeling of relaxed, no pressure, no worry, no doubt, no gnawing restlessness. Just be well, be well, take it in. And spend an hour. You know, every day. Part of one's hygiene, cleaning yourself, washing yourself with it. Mudita, appreciation of the good that has been done. Dana Mordana, the good that we have done. Hmm? Restraint or the resolutions or the ethical standards or the skillful deeds, but even just sustaining a retreat, you know, is already a huge um, feel source of goodness. The the, the, uh, things we've put aside. So you're taking time to, to really get that, not just as an idea, but. Appreciate so it lifts the mind. So you get a sense of pomoja, gladness. Gladness at being here. That gladness makes the energy clearer, more potent, because it's no longer carrying the weight of doubt or anxiety or need. You know, which weight of these things makes the mind, you know, it hinders it. Carrying a burden, all kinds of regret over what we haven't attained or should have attained or whatever, but animodana on what has been done, what has been put aside. You pick that up, you've got to get the resources. So, pomoja, the gladness, there's a feeling there, there's also a particular sankara, an energy that you know, rises up feel more positive and then we can bring that to bear upon mindfulness of breathing and clearer you know not, not just the dutiful sense or bored or you know or desperate or just enjoying an out breath and an in breath the enjoyment faculty so you take in the feeling Thoroughly sensitive, pati samwedi. Drinking it in, taking it in. 
So it becomes the embodied. Your body starts to feel lighter. And then spend hours just working through the tensions or the unevenness in the bodily sense. Through the shoulders, the back, the arms, the neck, head, anywhere where you can feel these uh, rough, ragged feelings, ragged energies, smoothing it. That's a cultivation of years, really. So also we appreciate it's just enjoying the sense this is all we have to do, really. You know, this is, this is what we've given the opportunity for. The other things we do, you know, kind of support that, but this is really our chance, our opportunity. Mm, it's, a kind of, it's quite an offering, isn't it? Given the opportunity just to feel good to you know, generate, learn the skill of generating one's own pleasant pleasure in a blameless and pure way. So you tap into the field of goodness, the field of merit, benefit, So anywhere in that process, anywhere where you start to sense, you know, you develop it, and as you notice, well, right now there isn't ill will, or there isn't restlessness, or there isn't craving, or there isn't doubt. So you notice the absence of that. and That's where you get the, the sense of piti, an uplifted brightness that comes with a pleasant feeling, but it's also the brightness of the mind coming out of hindrances, the hindrance domain which you can we can flick and go into that any moment it's quite delicate isn't it you can go into the demeritorious the worry the doubt the real will the hankering the whatever and just no come back come back to what you do have that's good so it's that's that's the that's the uh, work so there's quite a struggle to mean that your mind is centering and taking its cue from a pleasant, skillful feeling and mind state, not from the unpleasant ones, unskillful ones. You don't take refuge in your demerit, you take refuge in your merit, in the, in the benefits that are there. That is how obsessive this tendency is to go into one's negative side, got a pull to it. You know, kind of keep checking it, rethinking, remembering, recollecting. So any any way that's useful just to come back to the, the good and the bright, the steadying. And then any degree which that's there, any degree of steadiness or brightness or absence of wavering or absence of darkness, you note you t- attend to that, take it in, enjoy so it's, that's the process. You initiate, you stimulate, and then you take it in, you enjoy. Vitaka vichara, lengthening the time we spend in our, in our field of goodness. Noticing what throws us out. And stopping it, checking it, coming back in. 
and establishing it in your body. So the, the, when we can, can bring that into our bodily sense, the body acts as like a bank. You know, a bank, you can store it up. You can almost like physically, the physical form or the energy form of the body stores that. So when you come into the, the good, you keep putting it back into your body, your body acts like a, a store. The mind energy is quite light and moves around a lot easily. The body tends to be slower and heavier. So it, when you store it up, it's like a night storage heater. You know, you get it in there. It doesn't suddenly flash on like a fire. But you build it up. It stays long time, warm, steady. And then it acts as something that can repel the damp and dark and the cold and the bitter. And the more you get into that, the less you're available for the dark or the bitter. So the body stores and becomes a kind of a place where we can go in there, rest in there, steady in there, drink it in, take it in. See, there's other samadhi works like this, the body and the mind coming together. Feeling pleasant, so you notice also any degree to which there is this sense of um, unification or steadying. Any sense in which you, you feel held or steadied, you notice that sign. The first sign is something like quality of smoothness or relief from pressure of negative feeling, something that's kind of softer and warmer, more agreeable. You be with that. And then the second aspect is where does it feel steadier, more firm? Where does it go shaky? When it goes shaky, so we want to firm it up. Even in parts of the breath, perhaps, where the mind flickers away. So you put a little more sati there. Mindfulness is the firming up. Sampajanya is the, is the drinking in. Sati is the firming up, bringing to mind, hold, bearing that in mind. Mm. So when the mind is sort of steady and firmer, you, we begin to notice how you know that that is uh, notice what feeling is, because the firmness of the mind is not not exactly a feeling. Though it can feel pleasant. It's um, a certain body, you know, body of firmness, body form, mm. subtle form. It tends to be have almost like a anchoring effect. It's a form, so you don't flicker and get knocked around so much. You can feel unpleasant feeling in the body, but you don't get so moved by it. You're not so jumpy. Mm. 
So we begin to sense that, you know, feeling and, and body are really two slightly separate things. Feeling is a feeling, body is a body. Body is a sense of form, shape, firmness, earth, you know. It's that, that experience. Feeling is like a bursting, pushing, rushing, pleasure. It's a different category of experience, different aggregate. And though ordinarily we recognize the body has feelings, actually when you're in meditation you begin to see the body doesn't have feelings. Body has body, feeling has feelings. Feelings are doing what feelings do, doing their duty, being (laughs) agreeable or being disagreeable. Bodies are not agreeable or disagreeable, they're just being bodies. Feeling doesn't have any motivation, it's not trying to do anything, it's not trying to get you excited or depressed, it's just doing its feeling thing. So that the depression or the elation is to do with sanya sankara, perception and and, uh, formations, perceptions and activities. They're different again. So we can see there's a feeling and then what are we going to do about it? And you begin to see there's a, there's a gap between that. You don't, there's not necessarily automatically, you know, you can be with an unpleasant feeling without acting upon it, or pleasant feeling without acting upon it. So you start to kind of build in these, these gaps or see these gaps because of firmness. You build up the firmness. Disagreeable perceptions, disagreeable information, disagreeable plans, difficult events. Oh, you know. And then, you know, you, you get, that's, that's that, that's a perception and feeling. It doesn't have to be an activi- activity going on with that. Now this is possible, you know, we, and generally we can do it to a certain degree. For a certain period of time, that you build it up, and uh, through through that recognizing what what's the experience of that sense of non-activation, separateness, non-involvement, viveka, viraga, dispassion. What's it like there? What's that? sense of relief, space, bound, boundlessness. It's not, doesn't go forward, doesn't go backwards, kind of doesn't have boundaries to it. We glimpse into that. This is the place of freedom. And it's taking one out of that the runaround, the movements of sankara activities. This is the, or the insight experience. So the concentration or the absorption experience is very much to do with energy, building up a particular, using energy body or body of presence, a body of the energy body is stable. It's not flickering. It's complete. It's not broken up. You can sense that, and it stands, you know, 
has a, has, a, has a certain agreeable feeling to itself, but it also it can stand apart from physical sen- physical feelings, mental feelings. It's kind of steady, like a something rooted. Mm-hmm. And the other development from that is insight, and is because we're not getting moved around, we can just see feeling for what it is. You no longer so so immediately see it as an action, something you're activated by. That you can let it come and go, let it pass, explore it. And though the obvious feeling is the physical, bodily one, the more complex and perhaps more. Um, Slippery is the, the mental, psychological ones, which can just come sitting here remembering something, planning something, thinking something. A sense of uh, unhappy thought. Perceptions of oneself, perceptions of one should be or could be or perceptions of other people unpleasant feeling and then you want to have to be with this somebody else or if I was different or if somebody else was different or if she wasn't here or if she was here or whatever like that isn't it and they, you know, because the mind takes these up, becomes a certain domain we can walk around in. Fantasy, nightmare, whatever it is, you know, it'll be like that. So it's of, you know, a world view being created by this process. But uh, so it's difficult to see that the mind isn't feeling because the mind is so it's like uh, so easy, like blotting paper, or it just so easily gets absorbed. Feeling enters in, it just saturates it. So this is why we need to develop a sense of steadiness and firmness, you know, so that 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 saturation effect can be checked. You know, a feeling is there; it's just there. It's sati mindfulness, know where it is, you check it, feeling offended, feeling let out, feeling let down, feeling, you know, uh, let's check it, and it's not, this isn't easy, you just keep coming back to, you know, who's it getting, so what, what, why does it saturate, because, happening to me the mind or the mind seems to be me that's why it's so important feeling is so important because it's touching me ruining my life lifting me up you know interesting me but this is you know this me mind as me is is a burden mm-hmm. always hungry 
conceited, self-important, depressed, needy, And so if it was me, it would be just exactly the way I wanted it to be, wouldn't it? We see the mind is like a, a sphere or a space that gets invaded, gets coated, gets drenched in feeling. And it gets drenched because something in us pulls it in. You know, and it's this I sense, the me sense. So we kind of just keep working in it, you know. And you see that once you really see the mind as the mind, mind is mind, this is the third foundation, or third establishment of sati. Happy mind, depressed mind, the contracted mind, the expanded mind, just that, just the mind. So, you know, there's a lot getting so intoxicated or fascinated by the mental landscapes and weather that flows through. You see, actually, because it's always changing, then the mind is not a feeling. It doesn't have a feeling of its own. It's always adopting them from events and circumstances and perceptions. But the mind's awareness capacity, the mind's ability to be aware, to notice, to note, doesn't have a feeling. Perceptions, feelings, you know, are not the same as the awareness. We can witness a feeling and a perception. You know, does it come and go? Mind states, they can evoke, come and go. You just check it at the level of perception and feeling. It doesn't have to evoke a whole mind state of up or down, progress or decline. So second foundation, sati is perception, feeling. Mm. And the third is the mind states it evokes. These are states that occupy the mind. The fact that they're changing, that they're not constant, is an indication that the mind doesn't have a home state, doesn't have a resident state, it has visiting states. The mind is separate from feeling, the awareness is separate from feeling. You just keep coming back to that, and it's like how the same thing can be happening, you have the feeling and then just kind of by a, how you can just go into that and struggle with it and fight with it and you know, and it's just you're not, noticing this is that, isn't it? And there's there's so the work is just on keep just separating those two, which are like two dogs that really want to fight each other or have sex together. You know, it's glued. Just you know, separate. This is so if we cultivate that. This, by no means, it's not easy work. But if you build up the firmness, it makes it a lot easier. Build up the resolve and determination, it makes it a lot easier. 
so you're not being spooked by feeling. You see, feeling is just feeling, feeling itself, passing through. develop skillful your own skillful means around it but most people need to have something that actually deliberately substitutes you drop that deliberately think focus attend to something where you get the agreeable stable conscious decisive feeling rather than just being caught by what happens you know some definite things we can attend to that give us a steadiness and the sense of comfort and well-being. And then also the other aspect is to be able to investigate feeling, which becomes more possible once you've got a firm base. You can investigate whose it is, what it's doing. Is it in the mind? Is it in the body? Is it in the past? Is it in the future? Does it come from someone else? You know, these, where we think it is. You think... You know, it's because of him, because of her, because of it, because of me, because of my body, because of my thoughts, because of my pain, because of my sorrow, because of, you know. You know, it's, so it's always being farmed out to to these places that you can't really deal with. Feeling as a feeling in itself, feel the feeling just as a feeling. And who who right now is it happening to? There's a sense, at least in my mind, there's a sense of space. Doesn't mean the feeling can doesn't have to, to not be there. The feeling can be there, but there's some sense of when you're really there with the feeling, it, it isn't the space around it. It's not not the reactivity. And something definitely wants to just go slide into the reaction. It's easy, you know. It's the habit. Standing free requires a persistent moment of time, effort, and realizing this is for one's welfare. Because, of course, pleasant feeling is very inviting. Unpleasant feeling is something we want to tangle with and get shove out. But just to not, not mess with it. You know? that's, the, that's the edge. And if you do this just as we cultivate this, then you get the sense of moment by moment the quality of something really very difficult to to, to define. Is it happy? No, not really. Is it? But it's it's, it's a great benefit. Put it that way. And uh, it's giving one ongoing strength, and it it builds up that insight, that that realization. It builds up. So. You, you don't just lose it when you leave the meditation. The feelings will change, but realizations can stay there. 
So when you work through difficult stuff, you, know, you maybe get a happy rush afterwards, a pleasant, but that would tend to shift and change. But the realization of something is not no longer going into, buying into feeling so much, you know, that working your way out of the bond. So, you know, it's, just, it's a tremendous benefit. Because the feeling is happening all the time, moving us, pushing us, dragging us, exciting us, stimulating, you know, you really want to, you know, meet this one, come to terms with it. <laughs> 